from the crypt. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's been a minute since we last met here on the internet. Um, since we last met, our last guy, Santiago, if, if you guys caught the last episode, won a big award. MIT, their tech review magazine, awarded Santiago with Innovator of the Year. Um, very proud of Santiago and very honored to have had the pleasure to interview him. But this week we're uh, we're we're changing pace a little bit. It's been a little chaotic in in the Bitcoin world. There's a lot going on, a lot of forks, a lot of drama, a lot of bickering. I'm sure a lot of you are confused. Uh, there's been a lot of news in the mainstream. A lot of big hedge fund managers coming out in favor of Bitcoin, and others coming out uh, against Bitcoin. I'm sure a lot. There's a lot of confusion in the air. So to help with this confusion, I brought in a couple a couple of guys that might be in similar shoes as you guys. Two, two sort of newbies to the space, people who have recently um, invested in Bitcoin. I don't want to say recently with me. I've been in for like eight months. Like I'm like, eight, I'm almost a year in. Eight months is like eight months is like three years in crypto. So you've got some experience, but we have somebody else with us, another employee at Barstool Sports. The Baron of Bitcoin himself. A band is here to look for Nate for the Baron of Bitcoin? There is a band here to there, look for the Baron of Bitcoin. No, you can't shake your head. No, you got to go out there. I didn't invite anybody. There's literally a band here, the Baron of Bitcoin. He has so Come much on, Bitcoin. Nate. He's been robbing people for Bitcoin. Okay, okay. We're gonna have PFT jump in for the Baron of Bitcoin. PFT jumping in here. Hey, yeah, I'm taking over for Nate real quick. So what are we talking about, Kirk Cousins? We are talking about how Nate is the new baron of Bitcoin. How he wrote he about Bitcoin five years ago, and now it just started to soar. He won't shut up about it. Every morning I come in, he tells me what Bitcoin's at, like I invested it. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Nate. He's like, it's up another 10%. I was like, I don't I don't care. I don't have stock in Bitcoin. You do. You want me to congratulate you? That's what, he, that's no. what he's fishing for every morning. Nate just got into Bitcoin. For a guy who's talked so much about it, he's been on the side. He's a fucking Monday morning quarterback. You know about those he's guys. Got the he's fever. not a player he's got, the he's got the, the usual fever. This happens to everybody when you first get in. You're, you're well, yeah. bragging to your friends. and A lot of his uh, his brags are basically like, I wanted to invest in Bitcoin five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he'll, then he'll stop by my desk like three or four times a day and be like, just tell me different amounts of money that he could have invested in Bitcoin and how much that amount of money would be worth today. He'd be like, oh, so I had $500 and I invested in Under Armour. And instead, if I invested in Bitcoin, it would be worth like $500,000. I'm like, cool. Then I'll come back later. He'll be like, then I had $700 I invested in this. We're just talking about your uh, investment strategy. Your Nate. poor investment Nate, strategy. did you know that if you take a penny and you double it every single day for a month, at the end of the month, you're going to have $5.4 million. How about that? It's, that's more than a Bitcoin. That's what exponential growth looks like. Who, um, Who's the band? I don't I have no idea. So wait, so we just had we just got interrupted. We is, just got interrupted because you had a. I don't fucking, think so. I like what we just got there. I the think we're Baron keep of Bitcoin going. is now signing bands too. I. He has a band. So we have. He, we Nate, were in the middle of recording a podcast. Fucking Frankie Brelli is supposed to be a professional and not barge into a studio when people are recording. Goes, there's a band here to see you. I go out there. They go, yeah, we're just. I don't know who they are. I don't know what band that is. But, go, like, why are they, are they looking for you? Are you I signing don't people? No, I don't know. I don't there's, know who, they what, want, who they are. I got it. I, I don't it. know. I got it. This is a cold call. I 
think the band is cool. Yeah, that was definitely that was they definitely a knock on the door. It, no, they can, want to get going. Right, Pifty, you, can you go find out what band that is, please? Did you not ask them? No. I thought Why? it'd be I thought it'd be embar- Oh, who the fuck are you? Like I thought it'd be like kind of like embarrassing. They didn't he but introduced himself Nate, by his like first name, Nate, but I don't know. Wasn't paying attention. Nate. Did you meet this guy drunk Nate. at like uh-uh. a concert no, last week? No, they literally just said. We, no, he literally said we just barged to in. be the next Jimmy Iovine right there, and you didn't do it. Ooh, I have more important things to do, like Bitcoin. What if this band is next Bitcoin? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what if you could get I on this band? Could have invested in this band five years ago. Nate, you want to know what's gonna happen? PFT. He's gonna be telling you about this band in three years, which he had a chance to have this band on on his fucking payroll. They came here for you. I they don't. came here for you, out of all people. We're going to have to... All right, we're going to get back on the tracks here, people. I'm not joking. Can we just, like, fucking get rid of all that? That was so unprofessional. No, that no, was actually the best that's, part. That's, this that's, is Barstool. This is the whole point of it. We had a fucking guy who just won an MIT award. We have Nate, the Baron of Bitcoin, Nate, who's now repping bands Apparently. through the office. <laughs> so, <laughs> we always... We always make fun of me for doing side deals and being on the fucking fringe. You are living on the fringe. To recap what just happened is we're doing a Bitcoin podcast. Frankie Borelli comes barging into the studio saying there's a band here to see you. I go out there. There's a band here to see me. I don't know what band this is. I did not invite a band to the office, but they're here apparently to see me. And then I said, fuck this. I have more important things to do, like invest in more Bitcoin. Let's go, boys. And this is how we get back on topic. Perfect segue. I can't believe the Baron of Bitcoin is also running a fucking side deal with bands now. It's okay. No, no. I like it. You want to diversify. You want to be diversified. I love people doing side deals and like running off and just being and just being one with the fucking world and out there just making money and making deals and not worrying about what fucking Portnoy says or not worrying about what the Sherman group. Nothing. You just out there being you. I can't believe the Baron of Bitcoin is now into talent management. You know how hard talent management is? That's Look, why we're getting out. That's why we're in Bitcoin. Lou, if they can make me 800% over the next three months, I'll sign them up right now. But I looked them in the eyes. They don't have it. They don't? That's why I'm in here and not talking to them. Well, I'm glad to have you here because... Happy to be here. Love Bitcoin. Somebody's been in Bitcoin for f- almost five years now. Uh, it's it's always interesting to see new people come into the space. There's been waves after wave so, after wave. So I've been blogging about Bitcoin since like my second month on the job. And my first blog about Bitcoin- Been blogging or you've blogged twice about no, it? No, my first blog about Bitcoin was in November of 2013. I was hired in October 2013. My first blog about Bitcoin was November of 2013. And I uh, I wrote like, I'm all in on Bitcoin. It was when it was like like, like at 800. I was like, yeah, I'm all in on, on Bitcoin. And I bought, I bought zero Bitcoins. And then I have a Gchat- to my buddy who has a bunch of Bitcoin, when it went down to 550, I said, I need to buy Bitcoin. I need to buy Bitcoin. It's at 550. I need in. You know how many I bought? Zero. I blogged when it was at like 2000. I said, now's the time. Why, why didn't you buy at these points? Were you just complacent and didn't get to it? Or was it like you didn't think it was going to work out? I am a lot like the people who know right now what Bitcoin kind of is, but just don't know enough to jump into it right. like so, there's a lot of people out there who tell themselves every day i want to get into bitcoin i want to get into bitcoin and then never do that was me so how do you right now at this point how would you describe bitcoin to if you how do you understand it so i see it as mainly an investment so i instead of doing bitcoin i got into buying stocks like i i'm very interested in investment i know you're not supposed to just like pick stocks and like buy them but I found it fun to do. I found he was it picking interesting. Stocks with his heart. Yeah, he had a whole, little heart. And I only had one heart play ever. It was Twitter, and that was a bad play. <laughs> Mine was Apple at ninety-two, and I've made eighty-four percent on it. That's a good. That's a good trade. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, I'm very happy with that one. I also bought Under Armour at 42, and now it's at 11, so missed on that one. So the, the, I see it as an investment kind of like stocks, buy low, sell high. That's how I see Bitcoin primarily for me right now, but the more I read about it, what it could be and what it can become, that's why I'm so obsessed with it. What do you think it could be and what do you think it will become? I mean, I just hope it becomes what like the really smart people think it can become, <laughs> which is like the like uh, currency 2.0, pretty much. Yeah, so... Like we discussed with Pierre Freeze. So can we can we just say something, Nate? I'm going to give you the old Bezos quote. Give it Next to me. time, it's better to be right than it is to be smart. You I know. were right, so just dive in. I right? know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, and like yeah. So I like that you said currency 2.0. It's interesting. So what we have now is like yeah, it, we have this alien technology in our hands, and it is uh, in a uh, digital, perfect monetary system, um, and it is directly competing with our central bank system. That we have right now, so it is, it is taking on big dogs. It's it's coming, coming after one of I mean the largest institution in the world, which and, is money. And it's interesting because you have quotes from guys at like J.P. Morgan who say publicly like, "We're not going to buy Bitcoin. We're not going to buy Bitcoin." And then a day later, you know, you see that they just bought a million dollars worth of Bitcoin as an investment. So well, that's Wall Street- That wasn't ag- the actual fund, though. Well, I, I know, no, but, yeah, but, but the was... guys will openly say, you know, to protect their ass yeah. at their jobs that we're not Bitcoin guys, and then privately they, they're buying Bitcoin. So when Wall Street picks up on it, that's how you know that you're in something yeah. good. I've got, and that's what's interesting to me with the uh, the bank. i got a lot of banker friends, and they're, they're not allowed to touch it. Like They're not allowed they're to, not, They're not allowed to, yeah. like, publicly. Or, like, some of them do, but they- I've, they do it in since ways I've been talking a lot about Bitcoin on Twitter recently, I've gotten a good amount of DMs from people in the you know the the banking sector who are just like, we we do believe in this. Like we think that this is something that it. I don't think people know for sure if it's a bubble or not. That word gets thrown around a lot, but the smart people and like the big Wall Street people, they at least believe in it for now. But as we know with Bitcoin, like hour to hour, minute to minute, day to day, anything can happen with this thing. It is the most fun market I've ever I've ever witnessed in my life and, it, and followed. And so back to the stocks things, I, I just look back at how much I put into Under Armour and how much I put into other random ass stocks. If I just put that money into Bitcoin, oh buddy. <laughs> oh buddy. You wouldn't be working here. Oh buddy. Where I'd would be, you be, Nate? I'd be on a boat. <laughs> I would just be in a boat he's, in the south of France. He's dying for a boat. The Baron of Bitcoin is dying for a boat right Lou now. Dog, when when we have boats, we're gonna think about this conversation when we're just like, hey, remember when all we wanted was a boat? Now we got two. So what we're if we want boats, we better invest more then right now. All we're doing is taking what's liquid and putting it into Bitcoin and Don't, saying a prayer. All right. Let's not this is not investment advice. Let's oh, be yeah. clear on this. We'll, we'll edit that we out. are not fiduciaries at all. And I would I would caution against going all in. <laughs> I do too, <laughs> but but we'll edit that all. Up. We no no we keep it in, but like no because that's the one thing about this like this this sector this space is so emotional it drives emotions yes. it's very visceral you can feel it as soon as people get hooked they're they're yes. hooked and they're falling down the down the rabbit hole and that's why I wanted to bring you into the the studio today I realized I saw your your Bitcoin post was that earlier this week yes thanks for uh, thanks for shouting out the pod that would have been great. Mm. I'm kidding. Next, kid. next time, when it hits 10k, you know, in the next month or so, that's when we're gonna. It it possibly could, but that's why 
I wanted to bring you in. What kind of questions do you have at this point? So you have been a passive observer for what, the last four years? Yes. You finally decided to take the dip in. Yes. I'm sure there's a bunch of things floating around above your head that you're trying to put together. Yes. And uh, you wrote down a few questions. Um, and let's go over them. So I guess the first one, the most recent news that's been going on Bitcoin is the forks. Uh, teams forking off and creating new chains all coins can basically. i stop for one second since this podcast is live i thought on gdax i could buy fucking like alts can i buy alts on gdax no gdax that's coinbase so you can probably buy litecoin and ethereum that's about it fuck so we got i gotta get another fucking you gotta thing get bitrex i have bitrex Bit- what, what what other one besides bitrex because i wrote on like bitrex. Uh, uh there's one other. i would try one like changely but you would have to download um the altcoin wallets uh there's Ugh. Yeah, so like Changely is an exchange where you don't keep it on an exchange. You literally, uh, it's sort of like shape shift. We'll get into this later. Yeah. I can, yeah. We could talk about this all day. How so about you good. don't hijack the show? I'm sorry, dude. I mean, what do you <laughs> want me to do? I'm, we're trying to figure out, listen, this is real life. You were you were having a band going. I'm trying to buy in real time. Poloniex. That's the other one. Poloniex. Yeah, be, care, be very, very careful with this is where the, I, the exchanges. Like, I, believe me, I had this hype, this, this feeling too in 2013, 2014. Like, I was fucking trading alts and this this space is the wild west like that's why i don't want to do it that's if you're going to trade alts make number one make sure you know how to trade you know how to manage risk and and put in stop losses and then take profits right i want to make that very clear is this is still like any investment can fall at any given time. You can't be stupid about it. Like it, it's a lot of fun, and it, but it's so swingy and it's so just like. Well, that's that's why that's why the the meme hodls out there. I, it's that that whole meme started from a post on BitcoinTalk.org where the guy was like, "I literally can't trade these swings. I'm gonna hodl." He misspelled hold. Uh, I'm gonna hold for for the foreseen future because it's not even worth playing the swings because in the long run it's just yeah, going so up this and to is the actually, right. This is actually one of our questions. So let's just get in. You're right. We always pivot here, Nate. This is one of our questions. Like, the alt market. Like, I know you're kind of against it, Marty. So, like, why, like, if people do want to play in the alt space, give them, like, give them the steps to the alt space. Like, how are we going to play in the alt space? I own two alts, but, like, I still am not great at all. It's like I get very nervous when I'm, like, this stuff still has me very nervous besides Bitcoin. Again, going back to if you're going to do this stuff, make sure you know how to trade. If you don't know how to trade, you're going to get your dick pushed in. Like, don't even try it. But if you are a good trader and you are playing the alts game, a lot of the people that do trade alts, their their main objective within that trading is to stack more Bitcoin. So they're basically playing the price swing so they can stack more Bitcoin at the end of the day. Uh, buy low, sell high, and stack Bitcoin, and then do it all over again. Um, alts, yeah. Uh, so for me, again, going back to that we have this alien technology in our hands. It's very new. It's under a decade old. And... Bitcoin specifically, in my opinions, uh, and probably most people's opinion, Bitcoin Core specifically, that implementation has some of the smartest developers in the world working on it. Um, and as we're finding out, as time goes on, these blockchains are very hard to scale. They're very hard to work with at the protocol level. And basically, the the value proposition that all coins have provided, and all coins is sort of a... Uh, a word that some people in the crypto space don't like um, because it 
because it connotates that, that they're a currency, but not all of them are currencies per se. But their value proposition is that they're 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 iterating on Bitcoin and making it a better incentive system. Maybe they have different mining algorithms that that create uh, a more fair uh, mining playing field. Um, but at the end of the day, it is software. And for me specifically, especially with this decentralized technology, it all comes down to having competent devs on your team. And in my opinion, from what I've witnessed over the last five years, the Bitcoin team has the only competent devs that, that, that can make these blockchains scale and, and work without any downtime. So uh, piggybacking on that, a lot of people, myself included, I guess, know that alts are like the wild west we know there's a lot of money to make be made in alts one guy explained it to me in a way he goes it's like giving you eight to one on a coin flip like you won't always be right on alts but most of the time you will be is that a fair way of looking at them uh it depends on what type of market cycle it is so yes we're we've been in a an alt market for the last 14 months probably actually I'm not certain but we've been in all bull markets cooled down a little bit since the summer but again like I said I was doing this shit in 2013 2014 and the alt party can stop overnight like when the music start stops in alts they're so illiquid because their market caps aren't as big as bitcoins okay so let's ask this question then so you're saying that because this is something I just don't know 2013, 2014, you were trading different alts than there are alts right now. So you weren't trading Monero, you weren't trading. No. Were you or like what were you? What were you into? Um, just because like I'm trying to figure out like you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, so it's like, if you're saying there's total different alts, I'm like okay, then this can just fucking pop up anytime. And like what yeah, the fuck so, are we even doing? With so, money? so I would argue like ICOs right now, they're what alts were in 2013, 2014. Uh, they offer a certain value proposition. Back then, I Litecoin. I bought some Litecoin back in the day. Monero, I don't think, I forget when Monero was released. I think it might have been 2014, but I'm not positive. Um, but yeah, I messed around with alts for like a year. I lost a shit ton of Bitcoin. and was like, all right, I'm, I'm done doing this. Because it, again, like I said, once the alt party stops, once the record stops, the music stops, it, it's almost overnight that your value gets wiped out. And this will happen in 2014 and another reason to be cautious trading alts is because you have to do it through these exchanges, which are very susceptible to hacks. Mm-hmm. So I got a bunch of my shit jacked off an exchange. So there like, is no real exchange that's good for alts right now. I mean, they're safe ones, but it's like Nassim Tlaib's The Life of a Turkey. Everything's getting good until the day it dies. It's, it's good. It's <laughs> what good, is it's the, good. So what are the safest ones then at the moment? Um, just for the just for the tales from the Crips fan, so they know. Because you know there's some fucking people are... I mean, we have... There's a lot of gamblers. I don't think the gamblers. There's a lot of risky people in this world. So if they're going to be risky, like I yeah. like risk no matter what. So if we're going to, we have risky people. Where can they like be the safest? I like Bitrex. Um, I mean, talk, again, okay. going back, like I don't, I don't, I don't encourage anybody to trade alts. But if you're going to do it, do it on a safe exchange. Bitrex has been well. From is is from what I can tell from the traders I follow on Twitter, uh, they like Trex. Um, a lot of it, good, like Poloniacs, has actually lost favor with a lot of people because they're a little sketchy. Um, they'll do. There was a lot of pump and dumps on Poloniacs throughout the years, um, and then like that exchange changed. I was saying, but you would have to download the wallet, and it's basically you deposit Bitcoin and it gets 
directly deposited it into your personal wallet, which in my opinion is a good way to to uh, get into alts because you don't have that custodial custodial um, risk with the exchange. But yeah, if you're gonna get in, again, I stress this: make sure if you're gonna trade this shit, make sure you know how to trade. And word to the wise, most of you motherfuckers aren't gonna know how to trade. Yeah, which I is, mean, I did it. I worked in that shit, and I still am like fucking worried. <laughs> like, it is, it's scary as shit. So for anyone like, unless you're like a next level person, like you may not want to be like an like a regular Joe out there doing this shit because it is like. It's fucking scary, man. Like I don't know. Like Neo got shut down in fucking China. It was it was gonna it looked like it was going to a hundred, and then the second they shut down all the trading in China, it just fucking dived. They went took a nosedive. It was done. Yeah. So it's like anything can happen in the alt game. Manage risk. Never go all in. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, as always with Bitcoin, don't invest more than you're willing to lose. And. I want to be extra cautious with this shit because we're living in a time where the average American can't handle a $400 expense, like surprise expense. So don't go throwing your disposable income at this stuff if you if you need it to live. Um, definitely, yeah, guess- I, I cannot stress that enough to the casual person out there who, if you want to get into Bitcoin, just for the sweat of the swings, you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. You don't have to buy half a Bitcoin. You can throw, you know, 100, 200 bucks at it. And I mean... Bitcoin's up uh, 933% this year. So if you're just looking for the sweat of 100 bucks, 200 bucks, and you want to be in Bitcoin, please don't buy a full Bitcoin. Like just, just get in for, if you just want to get in for the fun of it so you can tell people that you have Bitcoin, I recommend it in that way. Cause I mean, 100 bucks at the bar, 100 bucks at Bitcoin, you know, it's exactly. all. Yeah, that's yeah. what, it, that's my advice. Drink less, save more. And that's sort of, that's the beauty of, so. But like if, it's, if it's up 900% this year, we know damn well it could go down. You know? oh, definitely. I mean, and, and you would be, it's not going to go up forever. Like, like, of course not. There's, there's ob, not obvious, but there is apparent um, trends. Bitcoin will go hyperbolic and then fall 60 to, 60 to 80% have a c- contracted bear market. But um, past results aren't indicative of future returns, mm-hmm. and past returns aren't indicative of future results excuse me uh, it could keep going up it, it, it probably not likely at this point but with that being said we have a lot of institutional money on the sidelines you have things going on around the world like catalan the catalan referendum in spain zimbabwe right now venezuela lebanon and saudi arabia are getting into it so and- why you mentioned zimbabwe that was one of our questions why does a Bitcoin cost more in Zimbabwe than it does in America right now? Like, like how does that even work? Because people are willing to pay the premium because their currency is so worthless. So, so my, is my, the exchange t- taking yes. it from these people? Or like, or the demand's so high on that Zimbabwean exchange that okay. it's the price okay. on so the exchange. So my my question about that is, if if Bitcoin's a decentralized currency, shouldn't it be the same across the globe, no matter where you are? That's a great question, and um, I'm not the best person to answer this, but the way I would describe it is yes. So Zimbabwe, in that community specifically, it's one. I believe it's one exchange in Zimbabwe. So it's a localized Zimbabwe exchange. Yes, and it's probably the easiest one to use in Zimbabwe. For so them. they have a premium on Bitcoin. Yes, and okay. I think it might be over the counter. So which means you're going, you're transacting directly with people and not going through an exchange. And those have historically been, if you look at 
OTC markets here in America, there's a big premium on them as yes, well. That makes sense. Um, and in Zimbabwe, the premium's even higher because it's such a dire situation there that these people want to get into an asset that can be a store of value for but them. But that's also as sad as the news that coming out of Zimbabwe is for Bitcoin investors, the fact that it can do something like that. If we're just talking about bottom line money, pretty good for us. Yeah, I mean, that's what Bitcoin is. It's a hedge against the collapse of the modern monetary system. Um, Pretty heavy, definitely very heavy shit, but sometimes you got to take the emotion out of it, take a step back. Oh, believe me, I have no emotion involved. I just want to get rich. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's an emotion. That's that an, emotion. an emotion. Okay, no sad emotions. I um, mean, it's yeah, I agree. It's it's literally like after talking after Santi, shout out Santi, shout out the MIT Man of the Year. I'm just gonna say MIT Man of the Year. I don't know what his fucking award was. I like that innovator <laughs> of the year, but Man and of the Year is good and too. MIT Man of the Year for Santi. What a fucking guy. What a super smart guy. Like the world has fucked us. Like and it's not even, like the big banking world. Like I forget the one guy I was following on Twitter. Uh, he was like he he was talking about how he had a 401k for $800 and it's basically losing money every day like like it's losing money he's like from his first oh, job oh yeah mike dudas yeah, he, yeah on yeah. twitter the, the dude from button yeah he was explaining how like they won't let him pull it out unless it's over a thousand he's just they're just eating fees they're until eating it goes to the zero. fees and it's like what is this what is this system that we built and this is what bitcoin's trying to do it's trying to fix things that fucking we built this banking system and especially i mean all over the world that has basically fouled the people. It really has. It's right, fouled us. Let me ask you this. Um, touching on the banking system, what do you think, just your opinion, obviously nobody knows. Do you think it's more likely Wall Street embraces it or Wall Street tries to shut it down? Um, it's split right now. They'll never be able to shut it down. That's the thing. The, the, they might be. They might try. Well, I mean, Jamie Dimon's using FUD to talk people away from it but that, like so that's a good point like it's it, the banking community split like Jamie Dimon came out said Bitcoin's a fraud it's a tulip craze and then Lloyd Blankenfein from Goldman Sachs comes out and says we see potential in this so even within the banking community there's no consensus there's definitely different views competing views and again this is a completely new asset class this v- happens very very few times in, in throughout the course of human history where you have a completely new asset class show up out of nowhere and um, nobody knows how to deal with it so we're all on a level playing field like we're just as cognizant of this as the bankers are what I find interesting is like let me just use my brother as an example he was a finance major in college sm- smarter guy than I am smart dude has like really you know, yeah, my brother's smart dude. Smarter than you? Smarter than me. I mean, you signed a band today uh, uh, up the street, so <laughs> I don't know. But go ahead. So, yeah, that just shows you how smart he is. Um, I don't think he knows one thing about Bitcoin. Like, not a thing. And he's he was a finance major, and, you know, he, he has a good job, you know, lives a pretty decent life. How How do we get your everyday guy to understand Bitcoin and crypto when people like us who study it every day, read about it every day, don't even understand it. People like us. Go people. ahead. It takes time. So it takes time. You got to you got to you got to one step at a time sort of figure it out. It's taken me and I am 
I stress this in the newsletter. I stress this any, as much as I can. I'm by no means an expert. I've just been around this space for so long that I sort of understand it better than... So isn't that a problem where you can hand somebody a dollar and be like, this is worth one dollar? It takes five years to understand Bitcoin. Is that... Uh, would that be an issue moving forward? No, because... No. Um, I've mentioned this before on the pod, but there's a tweet out there by this dude, Neil Woodfine. He's based out of Beijing, Beijing, and he said, Bitcoin, if it's successful, will usher in the next enlightenment because people have to learn stuff like cryptography, game theory, economics, network effects, and stuff like that. It forces you to learn. So, yes, it's going to take time for everybody to get to a level playing field, but it will be an overall benefit for society because we're learning. Almost like another industrial revolution in a way, it, it, like bigger. that kind of level. Yes, yes, yes. bigger because it's person to person. You don't have these these centralized third parties getting in get in the way of of transactions. Like, like Pierre said in episode two, we are disrupting one half of every transaction on Earth, which is money. And the, the, we literally, as a species, as a human species, our brain is not evolved to the point where we can comprehend the, the amount of change this will bring. And that's what I'm trying to do with the newsletter, with this podcast, have everybody take a step back, be like, all right, holy shit, we've got this in our hands. This is going to fuck, not fuck things up, but it's going to change things in such a drastic way that we can't even comprehend it. Like I feel, especially for the listeners of this podcast, like Thanksgiving's in a couple weeks. You go home. It's in four days, five days. Four days. Whatever. You go home. Either or. And Six days your father asked you about bitcoin what what would be your 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 3 minute explanation to how to get you know the 65 and up generation to understand exactly what it is <sighs> over 65 my parents are young my parents aren't even 50 uh, yet my parents are all this dirt um yeah so <laughs> they're just fucking old for them, yeah. So for for, for boomers, uh, Bitcoin is most comparable to gold, as in it is a scarce asset that is finite and um, is is a store of value over time. Uh, a lot of older older people uh, like to have gold and silver as an investment. The, the old saying goes, "An ounce of gold has been able to get you a nice suit throughout history." So in the Roman times, you could get a nice toga with an ounce of gold. Right now, you can get a nice suit with an ounce of gold. I think it's at like 1300 bucks, And that's been true throughout time. So it's a nice store of value uh, that the older generations are, are sort of used to as an investment. Um, and that's sort of what Bitcoin is, but for the digital age. So if you're Makes going to sense. compare it to something. Yeah. And do you see an issue that... So someone like me, I like holding Bitcoin as an investment. I wouldn't want to spend it at a store because I feel like I would be losing mm-hmm. value by mm-hmm. spending it. I know. I just, I just spent my first Bitcoin today, and how I was do very we, like it gave me like right. Ugh. This is how I'm do we get over that? So hump? so happy you said that um, because this is what we're going going through right now in Bitcoin. So that's why we have Bitcoin Cash. Um, Perfect be- segue is because uh, Roger Ver and a group of contingency of miners and other stakeholders in in the bitcoin space have decided uh they were early adopters um and back when they got into bitcoin in like 2010 2011 transacting on the bitcoin network since there wasn't a lot of people using it was very cheap so you could send transactions for fractions of a penny and you could buy coffee with bitcoin you can go and do it without worrying about paying absorbent fees um 
And as more people adopted Bitcoin and came onto the network and the price rises, um, the fees are denominated in Satoshis and in parts of a Bitcoin. So naturally, the amount of fees in U.S. dollar amount or denominated in U.S. dollar go up over time as more people come on. And that's a huge debate going on right now is why why are fees getting higher and what i what a lot of people think and what i agree with is that it, it this is just the natural progression of this technology is you have this network effect you have people coming on and just uh the nature of the protocol like fees are gonna rise because it means there's more demand for bitcoin and it's just you're seeing the fee market develop um and this is good for the network i would argue because it secures it in the long run um and then so your point when will it ever be where you can go to uh, a store and buy coffee with it so in economics throughout history money any money that's ever been created it sort of had to go through this continuum where it's a collectible first mm-hmm. where people like it so bitcoin in the beginning was a collectible like La- our boy Laszlo, when he bought the pizzas, mm-hmm. he spent ten thousand Bitcoin just thinking, "Hey, I got this collectible. This okay. dude's willing to like buy me pizzas with it." So I think that transaction was like established Bitcoin as a collectible, and then as you go through the continuum, you have to have you go from collectible to store of value, which is what Bitcoin is now. People invest in it, expecting it to to appreciate throughout time, and then eventually you get to a medium of exchange <laughs> where. You. Where, um, where do you think that inflates the price when people, you know, you hear about Bitcoin in the news and you're like, oh, I want to get involved in Bitcoin with no intention of ever using it as a currency. It's more just like you can just show your buddy your phone. Hey, look, I have half a Bitcoin. I mean, that definitely helps. I mean, it definitely drives up the price um, if, if a lot of people are doing that. But the point is, if we are... So my investment thesis since the beginning is we're going to have a great rotation from fiat currencies into these cryptocurrencies. And as that rotation happens, obviously Bitcoin's price is going to rise. But at some point, like we talked about with Pierre, you have what's called hyper-Bitcoinization, where you sort of have this black hole effect where all the value in the fiat monetary system gets sucked into Bitcoin. And once hyper-Bitcoinization happens, that will drive Bitcoin's valuation up an obscene amount and you'll get to like a level where you're able to use it as a medium of exchange where um where you won't feel so weird about where the price is yes where the price is going to be stable to a certain point this is the theory yeah um and on top of that there are second layer solutions coming out one was almost uh almost uh i think they're getting to a beta which is lightning network um and so these are the big debate right now is should you have all these transactions on train on chain on the protocol or should you try to try to push a lot of their transactions above the protocol so you're not uh stressing out the blockchain with a lot of data um so i would argue that it's smart to build second layer solutions that aren't as decentralized but uh do you think the government would get involved in that some people think but if again this revolves all around open source software mm-hmm. So right now, a lot of the, the tools being built on top of Bitcoin are open source projects, so anybody can contribute. And if the government were to try to co-op something, there's so much peer review that 
it would they would get called out for trying to do anything. Uh, a question that I've gotten a few times. So I've been like tweeting and blogging about Bitcoin a bit more recently since I've gotten obsessed with it. I mean, when when you became when you become the baron of something, you better be in the world. Yeah. So <laughs> people want to know what stops either major corporations like you know like the big ones the microsofts even like the amazons who rely on like money coming in like you know people spend billions of dollars on amazon a day or the u.s government which is basically you know a major corporation from just creating their own crypto and forcing people not accepting bitcoin not accepting other cryptos besides those like what's stopping the government from saying, hey, crypto is the future, but you have to use ours. It defeats the whole purpose of the system. I know, but so it, which I get to a point, but couldn't they theoretically do it? For it to happen to destroy the Bitcoin network, you'd have to have every government around the world coordinating and doing it in one foul swoop, which I find highly unlikely. You can't even... Could multiple countries come to an agreement that almost like how like the... European Union came to use the euro. No, no, they can't force. They can't force it on because it's a decentralized network. It's, again, it's open source software. So if you have hardware uh, and you're able to run a node that basically decides the rules of the system, you understand. Like people don't like. like, like that's what I'm I, trying to say. Is like I, it, it makes sense to me that no. I'd say for for the government to shut it down, they would have to go house to I'm house. Not, I'm not saying shut it down, but. People want to know if some guys somewhere can create Bitcoin, what's stopping our government from creating their own Bitcoin? Nothing. They could try, but again, the value proposition is is out the door as soon as they try it because the whole proposition of Bitcoin is it's a decentralized peer-to-peer network without a central authority. Yeah. And again, you... It, all, it's hard to wrap your head around sometimes. Exactly. Again, I mean, this shit's all hard. Like, there's no way anyone can... Anyone that acts like they know what they're doing and they're fucking smug about it <laughs> is an idiot because <laughs> this shit is like... Let's not act like, like... No one, even the smartest of the smart people... What do we... I'd say maybe a hundred people in the world know exactly what is going to happen. Five. Five? Maybe. Five. Five? Okay. I'll take your word on that. So yeah. It's, it's probably five. Le- yeah. Maybe five people that completely understand it at like a technical level and how everything inter- interacts with each other, and that's why I was saying, that's why I go back to Bitcoin because you have the smartest people working on yeah, this that, protocol. That's, I guess that's one. Of, that was one of our questions we had down too. It's like we see all these blockchain companies and blockchain, and we're going to disrupt this industry of blockchain. Like, can we just be honest? Like, there's not enough developers, right? There's not enough developers to do this. There's not enough people. Like, there's not enough competent developers. Competent developers. Okay. I mean, there's not enough competent developers right now to build any. Like, to build like to build products in themselves. Like, like, well, that's what Pierre was saying. Like uh, Shipping a product like Barstool is hard in itself. Yes, shipping yes. a decentralized protocol <laughs> is d- orders of magnitude harder. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's fantasy land and stuff. And the people like... So the people that are working on Bitcoin are people that literally built the infrastructure of the internet, like TCP, IP. Like, they come from this group of engineers, a uh, group of hackers that refer to themselves as the cypherpunks. And over the last three decades, they've been working on technologies that help privacy. They've been talking about digital cash since the late 80s. Like this is this has been something that's been in the works for three decades. And in 2008, excuse me, two the two decades leading up to 2008, uh, 2009, and they finally figured out how to make it work. Satoshi did, and now we're seeing seeing this invention out in the wild. I mean, wild. just like thinking about like. 
stock exchange, like people building out low latency high frequency trading systems with fucking C plus plus and shit like that. There was only a couple thousand of those people. Exactly. No, and that's in what Bitcoin's world. written in is C plus plus. In the world. Yeah. There's only a couple thousand of those people in the entire world. Exactly. Like yeah. they would be like and like to get someone to learn that or like know how to do that, like they were those guys were making these people are like s- on such a freak level of smart that like you can't even comprehend like i mean th- what they think about like the attack vectors they think about the scenarios they put they put together in their heads like they think through this stuff so thoroughly and again a lot of people dis uh, like people like bitcoin cash dislike the core team because they won't accept their changes because they're not up to par and that's why you have these people forking off is because they tried to implement changes on the protocol, but the smart guys were like, ah, not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I caution people to get in, getting into alts. I'm like, we don't know how these, these protocols work yet. We're not sure how they scale yet. And I'm pretty certain some Joe Schmo anonymous yeah. dev from the internet spinning up a blockchain is going to yeah. be able to do So, like, do you put, like, I mean, let's take DeSantis. If you guys don't know this guy, Andrew DeSantis, on Twitter, he's a madman. We follow him. He's seems like a genius, though. Marty knows him. He's a genius. The kid's a genius. There's no doubt about it. Like, is he one of the people that you would consider, like, understands what he's doing? I assume so. Yeah. Dis- yeah. Andrew, he's... He's a genius. He's crazy, and I love him. I love I love his insanity. He he actually started out. He Apple Apple hired him. I, I believe when he was in college to try to hack their hardware, like figure out like uh, where their where their systems were were vulnerable. Um, so he's he's on that level where Apple was 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 confident in his abilities to hack their their hardware that they they hired him to do that so he is definitely a competent dev um he's working on something right now he's saying he's going to launch it i haven't seen it yet but um he definitely understands like bitcoin at a very very fundamental level or not fundamental but a very like he knows it in technical depth. and high yes level. Yeah. yeah so it's like and this guy if you followed him he's what's his app on Twitter? I don't even know what it Add is. Add DeSantis, D-E-S-A-N-T-I-S. All right, that'll be a must-follow. Yeah, he's, but, like, it's next-level stuff. Like, you could follow him, and he'll be tweeting about things. You'll be like, I don't know what's even going on here, but it seems like genius. Yeah, maybe it's, it's, we'll, a lot of feel, it's a lot of feelings with DeSantis. You're like, I don't know what he's saying, but, like, I feel, I can feel it. I can maybe feel we'll it. make it a segment where we just, like, take a few of his tweets, yeah. and we try to, like, Andrew, break it down. I doubt you're to... listening to this, because I know you're, you've been working a lot lately, but if you want to come on, this is an open invitation. I would love, I mean, when we met earlier in May blew my mind the conversation that we had one of the other big questions i've gotten in the last week is a lot of people even people in the office like we have a lot of gamblers a lot of dgens in the office who just like the sweat of stuff like the swings of stuff and they've been saying to me i feel like it's too late i i I missed the boat on bitcoin it's too late people have been saying this to me since it was two hundred dollars exactly so what i say is I mean I said I was gonna get in at five fifty. I said I was gonna get in at eight hundred. I said I was gonna get in at forty two hundred. It took me until sixty six hundred to get in. Would you ever tell somebody that it's just like too late on Bitcoin? No, no, no. I mean, not until we hit hyper Bitcoinization. Right. It's like you're yeah, you like multi million dollar Bitcoin. But um, yeah, I, I've been to. I mean, again, I I. 
I know. I, I know we're not trying to give like financial exactly, advice and no, all that no, shit. That's the, that's the hardest part about this. Yeah, I know. It, it, I, like, I didn't mean to phrase it in a way that we're trying to influence people to do one thing or no, the other. But those are major questions that I I keep getting. Oh, I feel like it's too late. One thing that I want to reiterate is you're not. Please don't buy a full Bitcoin. Like ninety nine percent of people out there, please don't buy a full one. If well, you just want to get in for the sake of getting in, you can do a low amount. Let me interrupt you here and throw out a little fact. Every millionaire in the world, if they wanted to buy one Bitcoin, wouldn't be able to. So if you do have a whole Bitcoin, you have a st- you have a step up on on most of the people in the world. But yes, if you can't afford it, do not buy one whole Bitcoin at once. Uh, definitely average in. What I tell people is that. Dollar cost average in set a set amount yep. per paycheck, maybe fifty to hundred dollars. Read a couple things about investment. Yeah, stuff um, like trading that. wizards. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, the, I I I I will, I'm always hesitant to be like, yeah, now's a good time to buy because I never know. Like tomorrow, like some news could come out, an exchange could get hacked, like it could fall, and you'd be like, what the fuck? You told me to buy. But again, I always tell people long term, you got to be thinking 10 to 15 years out. If you want to get into this, just buy, put it on a personal wallet, forget about it. And that's why I say only invest as much as you can. Yeah. Because even if you're putting in 50 bucks a paycheck right now, in 10 to 20 years, that 50 bucks could be 50 grand. And I come from like a poker background, and a lot of times you'll play at a table with, you know, like some 22 year old college kid who can't afford the game that he's playing in so they'll play very passive you know they'll be like just like you know pretty much just like draining their money away at the table handing it over to people a little bit at a time because they're so scared so never play with money that you know you can't afford to lose and never invest too much of your net worth that you can't comfortably lose because as much as bitcoin's up right now like we have no idea what's happening tomorrow exactly I mean, how would how would they stop Bitcoin? It'd basically have to be like a reverse of the banking system, right? Where the banking system would be like, we fucked up. We've fucked up a lot of shit. Like, we're going to fix it for you guys? Like, that's the only way I see Bitcoin. Like, no, because no, money, like, that's the thing. Like, so, again, we were born into a situation where we just expect, like, ah, oh, this is the way the world works. This is the way money works. I get dollars. I get a paycheck. I do this. Nobody really understands what money is at its core. Like, what a U.S. dollar represents. What it represents is debt, and we're getting to a point where, after Bretton Woods, which is we were on a quasi gold standard until the 1970s, and we went off of that, and since that we've had, like the the value of the dollar has dropped precipitously, and it's gotten to a point. And the way the value of the dollar drops is the Treasury gives the banks um, Treasury bonds, and then the Federal Reserve prints cash and buys those bonds from the banks and those bonds are basically debt that we have to pay back in the future and it's gotten to a point in my opinion people will argue this that we are never going to be able to pay back that debt like it is an insurmountable amount we are basically just paying off interest on that debt not even at some point we're not even going to be able to pay off the interest because we've we've created so much money and that's what bitcoin is reversion to a sound money where nobody's able to say hey we're going to print more bitcoins like it would it's highly unlikely that whatever happened to bitcoin because you'd have to have everybody on the network reach consensus that that's what they want to do and that will never happen because there's a very intolerant minority that is only in bitcoin because it is sound money and they will never let that happen okay that makes complete sense this is i mean it's a great learning hour great learning hour nate do you have any more questions because we're coming up on an hour i'd like to keep this one under an hour Whew. Um, 
I mean, I feel like this was like extremely informative. Um, man, I'm trying to think if we had anything else to go down, but oh, I guess w- the one other major thing. Um, so the main place to buy Bitcoin right now is Coinbase, and on Coinbase you can buy Bitcoin, you can buy Ethereum, and you can buy uh, Litecoin. Um, are you as high? on the other two as you are on Bitcoin, just in your opinion? Because when when people mm. ask, how do I buy Bitcoin? You just send them a link to Coinbase.com. You see the three coins. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, I get this all the time. So what do you what do you tell people? It's like, oh, what are these other two? Because right now Bitcoin's at 78 and you know Ethereum's 30, 330 and mm-hmm. I think Light's at 70 or so. Um, obviously you always want to diversify whenever you're investing in anything. What, how do you how do you explain? We talk so much about Bitcoin. What about these other two big ones that trade on Coinbase? Very good question. Um, yeah, so Bitcoin, obviously the big dog. Litecoin, uh, if you're going to make an investment thesis for Litecoin, it would be that it is a great test net for Bitcoin. So uh, when people want to get new features incorporated into Bitcoin, Litecoin is actually usually the first chain to incorporate those features basically to let people know like all right it would be safe if we incorporated this on bitcoin and that sort of drives value towards uh litecoin as a test net for bitcoin so basically like this is their this basically litecoins they're like is like their ab testing platform for fucking bitcoin it's like their d league not ab yeah yeah it's so like their qa testing yeah, before QA, it gets sorry. yeah before yeah, it gets yeah, in, so. implemented into into bitcoin that's pretty valuable then at one point it, yeah i mean not today but like that would be valuable one day yeah yeah um and that's not its only use case but that is one of its use case which i would some would argue maybe myself included that might be a good use case for litecoin um uh, Ethereum. People always use the words "smart contracts" <laughs> when it comes to Ethereum. Those are the big buzzwords. Huge buzzwords. So, I get a lot of shit for this, but I'm an Ethereum bear. Um, I've, I've, I've oh, deep web Tim. When he gets deep web Tim, <laughs> deep web Tim does not like me talking about Ethereum. I respect deep web Tim. I can't wait to speak to him about Ethereum, but. Being around since 2013, uh, seeing like the run up to the Ethereum launch, uh, and basically the promises they made before it was launched, what's happened since it was launched, I do not believe Ethereum is viable long term. Uh, they're they're very ambitious, which I appreciate, but uh, I think their ambition may blind them to a certain extent because they're trying to do too much at once. Uh, they're very complex out of the box, which I don't think is a good strategy. And, uh, they're, they're about to embark on a journey in the blockchain space that is very arduous, which is a transition from proof of work to proof of stake. So basically the way the, the blockchain is secured, uh, there's two, there's two popular ways to do it right now. Proof of work, which is computer resource intensive you use an insane amount of computing power to basically secure the network and prove everything that's happened proof of stake is is uh is extensively less power intensive um but uh it is unfounded whether or not it is uh as secure Uh, it can easily be gamed and 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 uh co-opted uh so a lot of, a lot of people including myself would argue at this point and ethereum is trying to transition from proof of work to proof of stake which is 
uh, a task I would not want to take on. There's a lot of, but there's a huge amount of risk of doing that. And one being, so miners are making a lot of profit. Do you, do you think they might have the right idea and someone else will do it better? Um, no, I don't think huh? they. I don't think they have the right idea because they're trying to blockchain the world, and I don't. Ah, I see. I don't think uh, I, myself. I again, I said it before. I'll say it again. I think we're trying to figure out how Bitcoin works. Um, I don't think a Turing complete world computer virtual machine is 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 advantageous right now. Um, that sounded like a line out of the Matrix. Exactly. So that's what. That's my beef with Ethereum. They're they're more marketing heavy than tech heavy, gotcha. and uh, they're selling pipe dreams to people. That's, that's why I asked that question. Is like, do they have the idea but not know how to do it, or is it just yeah? Like, so there's, it, there's or as you just said, is it just a marketing? So play? that's another reason why I, why I caution people away from alts is because at the end of the day, Bitcoin's going to be able to incorporate whatever you innovate on your own blockchain. So there's this company Rootstock RSK. And they're basically working on implementing an Ethereum-like platform on top of Bitcoin. Like I was telling you, second-layer applications, this company, Rootstock, is promising to do what Ethereum can do uh, basically better on top of Bitcoin. So, um, yes, there are people that are... Speaking of alts like that, how... So, Root, how many RSK alts... isn't an alt. It's not an alt. Okay. It's a project, yeah. How, how many alts are just trying to pump and make money and how many are actually trying to like 99 percent are just okay pumping ups. so not very many are actually there's, trying to there's make an a, incredible story. nobody's actually trying to make a difference in the alt world they're just trying to get rich and sell yeah most people and like i was saying like 2013 2014 it was heavy pre-mined alts that were pumping dumps and what we had this year was the icos or basically yeah. the next iteration <laughs> like on the alts. snoop dog alt isn't yes, trying to change exactly, the world <laughs> exactly the paragon weed whatever the yeah. fuck that was but, yeah it, it's very interesting because you, when, the more you read about alts and crypto, and the deeper into crypto Twitter you get, it's all alts, 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 and then you just have to take a step back and be like, "This is just like a get rich." I mean, quick. Me and Marty went to one like ICO consensus. Company. It was it was the Ethereum marketing arm. We went to one of their, and it was that made me like Nate. It would look worse than Milton's office. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I pulled back. I was like, we're going to go to this cool fucking place. And it's it's the be- episode of South Park and where they're playing World of Warcraft and they're just like <laughs> shitting no, in. No, <laughs> it was almost like if you like think Barstool is like, like we had Milton, but like we were kind of blowing up and everyone was like, oh, like this fucking huge company. Like I was expecting to walk into this like fucking like new age thing. It was a fucking shithole and everyone was just eating ramen. <laughs> it was a shithole of an office. Sorry, guys, if anyone hears this, I don't care. But like, because I've worked in that environment, but it was I was like, holy shit! Like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing yet. It's like, amazing. Let's take a step back and realize yeah. that, like, one. I mean, I, I kind of got I got caught up for a minute too. Like, one, tech's hard. It's almost impossible to begin with, and two, like. This is brand new. Like, no one knows what's going on yet. Like, people need to realize that. Like, if someone comes to you and they're like, we know this or we know this, you really don't know shit. Like, most people don't know shit yet. So, like, that's why we're just going to stay with Bitcoin. The Barons here, we're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to let give you guys final words. Let's just stick with Bitcoin for a little bit, Baron. I think this was the best episode of this podcast to date. No, no, no bias. Uh, Yo, we, the band's playing. <laughs> <laughs> we got the band playing. This was a very good episode. We did have Innovator of the Year on last episode, but I think for everybody, all of our listeners, this has been the best episode today because it's the most relatable. This is 
this is again enter what? enter this market with caution. Can you believe we have a band here that Nate just signed? Nate <laughs> just signed. Nate signed. Nate doesn't even know the, the name Baron, of this band, and they got. You want to know what the Baron? They saw Nate's name come up on the blockchain. They were like, "We need this guy. He's blogging. <laughs> he's buying Bitcoin. He's signing bands. What can't this motherfucker do?" Oh, I'm so All right, guys. Right now. Everyone that that's listening, please subscribe, review, tell us you hate us, tell us you no. love the Baron, give us everything. Mate, was this you helpful know? at all? For this was helpful to sit here and ask you the questions, and then I'm gonna go back and listen to it again. And it's like I think this is gonna be like a two time listen episode just to let stuff sink in mm-hmm. and just try to really continue to wrap my brain around like this world that we're living in right now it's a process it's a process it's a learning learning process and and, and uh, i do want people who are listening to tweet us or email us whatever questions comments uh mm-hmm. if you want anything us to touch on further I mean, yeah i mean the baron may end up coming on a few times the now. Baron the might baron. be my new co-host i've been looking for a co-host i mean this isn't a bad triangle that we're sitting with right here but we're also going to get some smarter people than us we need like oh yeah. i mean not marty marty's a plus guy me and you are fucking idiots yeah so we're, i'm gonna so i'm for I'm sure on gonna, level i'm on a level playing field with you but I, i'm gonna try and get some smart people i'm in gonna here for sure can... sit in on all of them because like all we can do right now is learn and the more we know the richer we get the more boats we own. <laughs> Again. Boats, bands, Bitcoin, we're out. Peace and love. Wow, wow, wow.